already live. Hello and welcome to Two Girls in the Bible. Nothing Hello, but the truth. Um, I'm here with Jennifer yes. and our guest host, Teresa Johnson. Yes, today, we're so Jennifer, excited to have Teresa here with us. What are we talking about today? Oh, today. Oh, that's a good one. It is a really good one. It's a really good one. It's, awesome. um, okay, so why do we enable people to use us and then get mad at them when they do? And then get mad at them when they do. And then get mad at them when they do. Like I, when I, okay, so I'll just, I'll just start this off because this all started with me anyway. Okay. And <laughs> I was really having a hard time with just, I guess, understanding, um, what I, the pain that I was going through and it was about people that I loved and cared about and how they hurt me and and of course that goes to that victim kind of mentality that yeah. says you know here I've been hurt by you and then with my alone time with the Lord this is what he showed me he said that to me and it broke my heart of course when you see a mirror in front of your mm. face and you have to face the hard truths when you see that it's 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 a double-edged sword. There's one side of you that is cut into pieces and and broken because of what's being revealed yeah. to you, but then the other side of you is rejoicing because the problem has been revealed to you. And so we can't we can't necessarily heal unless we know what we need to heal from. And so when he showed me, he said, "I allow people to use me by enabling them to use me and then get mad at them when they use me." And then what does mad look like to me? Okay. Well, to me, it's the cutoff. You just cut people off. Just cut people off. Yeah, that's it. Just cut them off. I'm just like, okay, I'm done. It's over. You know, I enabled you to use me. Now I'm mad at you for doing it. And now, you know, there's just no connection whatsoever. What Do you have anything that you want to add to that? Like, you know, at, at the very end, my mad go-to, I'm almost afraid to think about what, what that might uh, be like. But I have to admit that I'm... A, I didn't know you before I knew you kind of girl. Yeah. And so it can be easy uh, to be very quick to yes. cut somebody off for doing um, what we now perceive as the wrong thing. Oh, they did it to me. But we, in fact, had uh, allowed. Played a part. We, we played, played a part. A, part, a major part. Not just any part. We, we did a lay, major part. Yeah. We didn't lay the boundary down in the beginning. Yes. And we allowed them to step all over us. Yes. And then, uh, so I loved what you said. God revealed, yeah. when he reveals, when it has a name, then it has to bow. Yes, absolutely. Because we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And didn't he say in the Old Testament, he, did, he could not hold the Israelites um, accountable for what they did not know. He did not. And so I, I wasn't held accountable for not knowing what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. But now that I know. Now that I know, now that the Holy Spirit, now I have to figure out with the Word of God, how am I going to change that? And the only thing that can change me, and you girls can add in at any time, the only thing that can change me is the Word. And so, Kim, you were looking up something. What was it that you that you found online? Well, this is really interesting. Yeah, I found it very interesting. The question that they have was, where, how do you draw where and how do you draw the line between helping someone and allowing someone to take advantage of you i know that we've all been that yes girl yeah and you know we have to all learn that lesson of it's okay to say no yeah it's okay to say you know this is not in my wheelhouse you know but let me see if i can i'll pray about it and see if i can find somebody to help you right. there's yes. nothing wrong with that 
But in Luke 6, 30, 35 through 36, it says, Tell us to give to everyone who asks of you. And whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be the sons of the Most High. For he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. These verses and many others in the Bible teach us that Christians are to be loving, merciful, and self-sacrificing. And as we see the needs of people all around us, our hearts should be full of compassion, just as our Heavenly Father has compassion towards all people. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. So, it is right to have a heart that would continually give to others and please like you wanted to. Oh my goodness. So yes. Good. And so, okay. And so then there, this just reminds me of, because one of the statements that you said, Kim was, um, expect nothing in return. So can I say this real quick? Yes. Because this is, this is, I think where we all need to focus in yeah. and this is what we, what we need to pray. Mm. It says, um, the Bible also teaches us so when we're in a situation, we're saying yes to someone. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches us that we must be wise discernment. We, we, it teaches us that we, ha we must have wise discernment. And God gives us standards that we must take into account when it comes to giving of our time, our money, or anything else to others. It's so, so true. Is that goodness. true? It's so true. So I think that is so good. Discernment. We should pray for discernment. Is this something that you want me to do, Lord? Absolutely. Yeah, that would so, be the yeah. first that would be the first key. And I want to add a testimony to this, but first Teresa, I want to hear what you have to add to this conversation because I have a feeling it's going to be good. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be God. good. So not the key word, God. one of the things that Teresa said in the beginning was the key word was enabling. Right. The key word is enabling and I had just a, a note on what enabling is and what enabling isn't and I had mentioned that enabling is really doing something for someone who is completely unwilling they just refuse to do it themselves but they could they yeah. just are refusing to do that so that's one way that we enable people right uh we can enable people to use and abuse us by as you said just being that yes person yes 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 yeah. um we tend to do that i think when we are not um, a person who likes to get into controversy, yeah, um, yeah, we may have some insecurities and some of our own issues that may we want, might want to be accepted or have people like us. Yeah, that's so we can, back, maybe. yeah, yes. mm -hmm. that's good. Um, but to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying in the scriptures that you brought up, I had gone to Second uh, Thessalonians three ten, okay. with a little bit of a different approach. Um, 2 Thessalonians 3.10 actually says those unwilling to work don't get to eat. That's ah, so true. They don't get to eat. And I know That's that that good. sounds harsh. Yeah. So um, I was wondering if maybe we could just take a little bit of that in, a little bit of those scriptures in, because it's actually, there's a subtitle to it. Um, and that is... 3.10? Yeah. All right. So 2 Thessalonians 3.10. 3 and 10. And it's... Subtitle is an ex exhortation to proper living. First, um, okay, so nine and do, 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 ten. Uh, uh, I'm in First Thessalonians. Isn't that funny? Yeah, just go ahead and laugh with me. Yeah. Okay. So 
While you're looking that up, I want to I want to add to um, the scripture that Kim was talking about. Yeah. Because it says that don't don't have an expectation. So whenever yes. we're giving, when when we are prompted to give through the yeah. through the prompting of the Holy Spirit and the discernment that we receive through that relationship that we have with Him, we should be giving with an open heart without yes. expectation. Yeah. And so, so sometimes good. we're broken hearted because now we've enabled somebody to mm-hmm. to use us, so to speak. <laughs> but then. We're expecting something from return, even if we don't really know what it is that we're expecting for from for return. So sometimes we have to examine our hearts with the Holy Spirit and say, God, what am I expecting from them? Because what I'm expecting from them is too big for them to carry. My only expectation is the expectation of my father. What he what I get for him, all that I'm doing is supposed to be kingdom minded, kingdom building, kingdom living. And so go ahead. I want to hear this. Oh, I just loved what you're saying, though, because we cannot expect other people to bring us or make us happy. That's not that's not a person's job. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is to be our strength. And I love how you are just acknowledging that, that God, you are my source and you are my strength and you are my sustenance. There is not a person here who is going to bring to me anything I actually need. Yes, exactly. Maybe something I want. Cookies, but not anything I actually need in my heart. Yeah. Um, So I was going somewhere because I know it sounds kind of harsh. If you don't work, you don't eat. But um, the scripture there in uh, 2 Thessalonians 3, 10 says, For even when we were with you, this is um, Paul speaking, Mm -hmm. we used to give you this order. If anyone is not willing to work, then he is not willing to eat either. For we hear that some among you are leading an undisciplined life, doing no work at all, but acting like busybodies. Mm. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to work in quiet fashion and eat their own bread. Mm-hmm. But, like that. and other that? necessities. You want to hear what the message, like. how the message is? Yeah, read that. Read that. Kim. I love the I love the message. <laughs> It breaks it down Barney style like our yeah, friend just breaks it, down, breaks it down Barney style. <laughs> don't you remember the rule we had when we lived with you? If you don't work, you don't eat. Mm. And now we're getting reports that a bunch of lazy, good-for-nothings are taking advantage of you. Love it. This must not be tolerated. We command them to get to work immediately. No excuse, no arguments, and earn their own keep. Friends, don't slack off in doing your duty. I just love that. I love that. I love that, too. But you know what? It also, when you are when you work for something, it also creates this, this, this appreciation for yeah. what you've had to work hard for. Because if somebody gives you something, you don't appreciate it the same way you would appreciate it if you worked for it. I can remember my mom said she wouldn't buy me a car when I turned uh, 16. Mm -hmm. You know, she said, no, you're going to buy your own car because you'll appreciate it more. Yeah. And I was like, well, I just want a car. I just want a car. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had to work for it. But truth is, you know, the first car I got, it blew up because... Because you were, you know, who works yeah, on you were young and you, you know. were working hard and probably yeah. spent every and so, dime. But anyway, on I ended car. up getting this. Uh, my very first car was a '67 Chevy, mm-hmm. and that thing had rusted out trunk. I don't know why all my cars had rusted out trunks, yeah. but they always did. <laughs> it was a theme, and you know, but I always made it look really pretty, and I cleaned my car up, and then uh, my brother came. He was in the service, and he come, and he had a white '67 Chevy, but his was new. You know, it was well, it wasn't newer. But uh, he supposedly thought mine looked better. I mean, but no, he had an older Chevy. So mine was a 67 Chevy, and he was another 67 Chevy. But he wanted mine because it was clean. Mm. So, you know, it's all how you take care of it. Mm-hmm. It's all how you take care of your own life. 
good. Yeah, you make that's the good. best out of what, what you have. have. Yeah, and you, make you the do best what, out of what you, you can have, whatever that do. is. Yeah, and true. you know, I can't that do what you good. do, and I can't do what you do. Or yeah. What you, or vice versa. That, that's a, you know, my you son know. would say, Mom, that's not proper English. Whatever it is, it's okay. <laughs> we're, we're not proper Englishing here. <laughs> the um, idea, I know I know that not my Bible ends with the words, do not grow weary in doing good in that scripture. It yeah. says, do not grow weary in doing good. Yeah. But in, I know, like, okay, if you don't work, you don't eat. I looked at it in the way that it actually is because I love that I love the straightforwardness of that but the reality is no matter how much or how little we have yeah. mm-hmm. we all can contribute yes exactly. yeah exactly. period yeah. whatever like you, you were saying you have you can't do this I can't do that or that but whatever my part is I'm to do everything I can yeah. and then you know, when I do all that I can and allow the Holy Spirit to do all He can do, forget it. That combination is on fire. But yeah. when we come alongside of each other and we see each other's exactly. talents exactly. and we lift one another up in what we oh, are doing, yes. that's yeah. And the balanced. scripture said, if one can put a thousand to flight, mm. then two can put ten thousand. Exactly. What yeah. can three yeah. do? What can four do? What can ten do? There's right. no limit to what we can do when we're working together as that's one powerful. body as one body but in order to just stay online with this I allow people to use me by enabling them to use me and then I get mad at them when they do I enable people to use me I put them in a position where I'm saying oh it's okay I can take care of it this time and then I can take care of it this time is I can take care of it every single time we're together well they didn't do that I did that or you did, or however that looks like. I don't know how that plays out in you guys' life. Can you think of a time where you, where maybe you're enabling somebody to use you, and then when they do, when it becomes like a habit or a pattern, now you're all of a sudden mad at them, and you actually position them to well, do it to you. I can, I can um, remember when I was a yes girl. Oh, yeah. oh yes, Somebody girl. would come and yeah. say, oh, Kim, can you do this? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Went, oh, I could. Yeah. And, you know, and then, can you do this? Can you do that? And first thing you know, I became, I was becoming overwhelmed because yeah. I was doing things that mm-hmm. I didn't want to do. Yeah. And then I would get, and then I just kind of felt like I needed to avoid that person, you yeah. know, and I was kind of like, I don't want to talk to them. And that's not how, what, how I wanted to be. And I can remember going to a Bible study class and, um, I guess one person, um, noticed that I was always saying yes. And she looked at me and she said, Kim, you know, you can't say no. Mm. It's okay to say no. If you are not feeling, that's why you... That was a sermon on your part. Yeah. yeah, you need to pray that God gives you the discernment yeah. to know whether this is something that he wants you to do or not. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, and so I began doing that. And when I would, I remember, we'll never forget the first time I said no to somebody, you know, the person came to me, oh, Kim, can you do this? And I was like, no. Yeah. And they're like, what? And it looked like with Jennifer, you know, she told me to come over here and sit down. I was like, no. No. Yeah. She's not ready for me to sit down yet. Was was I not correct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a true story. Yeah, it's a true story. It was she knows me. It's okay. Yeah, I don't get offended. See? I didn't expect anything from her. No. <laughs> and I wasn't going to give anything. Yeah. Yeah. I say, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, along with what you're in line with what you were saying, um, in church service. Yeah. Um, I think we all want to say yes, uh, especially when we're new and we're trying new things or we're trying to figure out where our role actually yeah. is. Are we good with the church nursery? Or are we good with teenagers? Or yeah. should we be cleaning up? Are we, you know, we have the gift of hospitality. We don't know. 
Uh, a wise man once told me that the need is the call. Yeah. But if we're not careful, then every time someone has a need, and there's always needs. Yes. Um, they're going to needs. ask us. Yeah. Um, I had found myself in a position where, you know, I was doing a lot of things as um, I was, I had a business, I was running a business, I was homeschooling mom, I was at the church every time the doors were open, and every event we were decorating, setting up, handing out turkeys, whatever it was. Um, so I was working set up to not even uh, with midnight burning yeah. that midnight oil um, mm -hmm. to the point where I was overwhelmingly ill and in hospital oh, um, wow. for several days mm -hmm. where my doctor told me had I if I didn't cut back 75% of my yeah. schedule I probably wouldn't see the next five years oh, wow. Wow. Um, wow it's actually how we ended up living in, in Cape Coral and that kind of thing I needed to rest so you and completely I needed to relax. overwhelmed yourself I was so overwhelmed it's when I had to learn to say no, no. Mm -hmm. And because yeah. it was really at that and point, it's okay it was a health to say yeah. no. I it's had okay to. to say no. You learn, and um, you know, and because we're not called to do everything. And we, you know, no. we also. But I think there's a women mentality, isn't it? Yes. You know that we yeah. we, we want to mother people. Mm -hmm. a lot we want, we want everybody to be happy. Yeah. And you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that you cannot make everybody mm -hmm. happy. That's right. And you, no. you, you know, but you have to keep yourself. You have to learn to keep yourself happy. Yeah. So that you can help somebody, and then you want to exert your talents in um, a way that you like. You know, I know that I'm supposed to do this. Yes, yeah. And to be sure that you're sure where God yeah, has called so you so to serve sermon. or to it's, work. It's, it's, yeah. And basically, if you don't know what that is, that's discernment. And that's you have to recognize that sometimes it's not always us. Like we're not always, there's, there's other people and other personalities that play here. And one of the things that God revealed to me, cause I just, I didn't quite understand why these people that I love so much hurt me. And so what he showed me in, in revealing. So sometimes God doesn't reveal something, not only about myself, he always reveals stuff about me first hmm. and before he shows me the bigger picture and extends that vision. So, but what he also showed me was that codependent codependent people need you to need them and so sometimes that can play a role in us enabling others like especially if we're codependent and not realize that we are sure. so then I need to create this need that this person needs from me so I'm going to yeah. enable them in a certain area That's good. so yeah I'm going to enable them in the area so now that they need me yeah but see the veil has been lifted today Amen. So if you've heard this podcast and heard the conversations that we're having, we can no longer move forward with that understanding and, and our lives not change. So what he also showed me was that codependent people need people. And when you overcome codependency, the group around you is going to change. That's because codependent people That's need people to need them. And now they've created an environment of neediness around them. Mm -hmm. And so once that, once that area of your life has been healed, those people that have collected around you are going to disappear yeah. because mm -hmm. you no longer need them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times codependency speed off of each other. Yeah, exactly. I need you to need me. So I'm going to create this need for you that only I can feel, or I'll make you believe that only I can feel it. Mm -hmm. And when you don't need them because Christ is sufficient, Right? He's filled the void. You're seeking him for answers and guidance and direction. When that happens and people aren't developed in that area, they're going to walk away. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. We can let them walk away. Yeah. You know, without expectation from them. Mm -hmm. We can pour, pour our lives into other people. But at the end of the day, with 
to do what we do without expectation. I, as a matter of fact, um, one of my favorite stories, and I believe it's in my book, but one of my favorite stories is the story of an alcoholic man that um, that I saw in a church, and I wanted to go up front and talk to him. And I thought, oh, I know he's an alcoholic. He was homeless, you could tell. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna. As soon as we're done worshiping, I'm gonna go up there and talk to him after service. And so, but when worship was over, he was gone. So I came out of the church building, and he was coming out from behind a dumpster to the gas station next door. So I drove my car over there, and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm gonna preach the word of God to him and share the love with him. And so I followed him over there, waited for him to come out. And he came out, and when he looked up at me, his eyes, so bright blue, bright, bright, almost like, Teresa, can you look at, look at how yes. blue her eyes are. Do you see how blue they are? They're so blue. <laughs> and so they were vibrant blue like that. And he looked up and began to share the gospel with me. Hmm. And he walked away and said, even the alcoholics who live in the trees need Jesus. Amen. And so he had been called to be homeless to share the gospel with him. And well, here it was he that tell, I was. Wasn't he, didn't he share with you that, you know, he chose to be yeah, yes, yeah. because it was only by him being homeless that he was able to reach out share, right, to share to the gospel with them. Otherwise, he, he said, I couldn't just walk in there. And they exactly. wouldn't listen to They wouldn't he listen said, to but they accepted mm -hmm. me because I was homeless. Yeah. And so he chose yes, that lifestyle. You know, it's kind of like John the Baptist, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he chose to share the gospel. He lived in the wilderness. He wore, and that man, wore you know, a camel's hair and, yeah. and all that. And ate, uh, it's true. Honey. And locusts, locusts, bugs, covered honey, bugs, honey covered locusts. They were sweet bugs. Yeah, but but look, he wasn't expecting anything from the homeless people. No, no. He expected nothing. He was there to give to them, and so we are usable. I remember when my sister, um, had had got completely um, clean, and uh, she was helping me with my daughter. Um, and I was so very, very thankful. And I have many sisters, so I don't have to divulge which sister it is. But um, I, she was helping me with my daughter, and she was clean and sober for uh, that period of time, which was about a three-month period of time. And I, when she, when she decided to drink again, because she, it's not like she relapsed. It was just they were taking a break. Right. So it's not like she confessed that I'm going to be clean. No, I, in my mind, I had thought that about right. about the situation. You but built, you built the scenario. I, I built the scenario in my mind. How often do we do that? Oh, and then we're let down know. by the the thing that we've built That's up in our mind as what's supposed to be true but mm. is not true. And so um, she started drinking again, 4th of July, and I just broke down and cried. And I yelled at God. I was so angry at God. I said, how? You knew what she was going to do. You knew the whole time. And you let her use you. And you know what God said to me? I am a usable God. Mm -hmm. And when my children call out to me, I hear mm -hmm. and I listen and I respond. That's so good. I am wow. a usable God. I am a usable God. God. Yeah, I am a usable God. Wow. So are we usable people? Do we, do we allow people to use us without expectation? Because here it says, remember how this all started. I allow people to use me by enabling them and then get mad at them when they do. Mm -hmm. So now what's the job? The job is not to enable, right? right? But to be usable. 
without expectation. And what does that look like? It means, hey, you have a field of talents, Teresa, that I get to, in relationship with you, because we build friendships, right? I get to glean from your field. And the same thing with Kim. Kim's got a field of talents and things that God has prepared behind her, like Boaz's field, where Ruth came along and gleaned from it. And if you don't know the story, do you want to add to that a little bit? How we get to glean? How we get to glean from that, that, that field, because, well, she, she, she had favor. Mm-hmm. She, she was um, dearly loved and highly favored. Um, Boaz recognized her efforts. Yes. She, she was working. Yeah. Um, he recognized what she was doing, and I don't think the girl looked bad at all because he recognized her. Yes, that's right. Um, and he offered protection around her. Yes, he did. Um, he told his people, make sure she is... They dropped extra. Yes. They for dropped her. Yes. Well, he didn't want her and told her not to go to any other field. Right. So yes. are you guys dropping extras in your life? Dropping extras. Dropping that's, extras. That's dropping extras. Hey, guess what? I want a t-shirt called Dropping Extras. And I'm writing that down. That is so good. That is actually quite funny. Um so as she was working, she was noticed, she was recognized, she had favor, she had abundance, um, and we got Jesus. Yes. We got Jesus. We got Jesus. So yeah. her um, her work efforts mm-hmm. um, have us standing, sitting, seated, listening, talking with each other on the other side of the cross. Mm-hmm. So that's what she could do. She was in a foreign land. She 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 followed a woman that probably nobody else would have followed, and actually nobody else did. No. Um, but she knew. Well, well that, that she, she was, was a widow, doing, and she didn't have her sons anymore. So she was like a the woman that that Ruth followed. She was like. Um, like someone who's dependent, she had to be dependent on other people for survival. At that point, she yeah, because she, yeah, she was older. She yeah, lost she her nothing. husband. She lost all her sons. Yes, uh, Ruth was one of the daughter-in-laws, and she told her, "Go back to your own place. I have nothing for you." And yes. she said, "I will follow you wherever you go." Where and your God will, will be, be my, my God. God. Mm-hmm. That was the best thing. That right? was the best thing because then Boaz had this beautiful field. Who allowed her to glean? Redeemer. King yes. King Redeemer. Amen. And who is Christ? Christ is our Redeemer. But are we, I guess the real question is, mm-hmm. is in our enabling, mm-hmm. we've got to change our mindset and our perspective that we're not necessarily mm-hmm. enabling people. Hi, Brenda and Lisa. Hello, ladies. We just want to say hi real quick. But um, we're not really, we we have to change our perspective from enabling and yeah. saying, okay, I'm usable. What am I willing right. to allow other people to glean right. from me? Mm-hmm. You know, that's our perspective change. And that when people, when we recognize a codependent behavior in someone else, guide them gently. Allow them to mm-hmm. glean from your field where it says, no, Christ is your only need. Right. Glean from his field. Search his field. What does the word say about your relationship with him? Okay. And how do we apply that to our life? How do you guys think that you apply that to your life? That's a really great question. By not letting people enable me? Or no, just um, gleaning from other people's fields. And Well, I think we do that all the time. I think we're doing it with one another now. Yeah. I mean, as you know, you collaborate. You yeah. sit and you listen. You're respectful to one another's ideas and, and thoughts and you know, I mean, you're a note taker. So, you know, I mean, we, we pick, you know, we listen to different sermons, you know, we yeah. go to church, we write things down. And I think that that is a, a, a type of gleaning. 
you know. Yes, that's really um, good. So we glean from each other all the time. We just have to be careful where we glean from. Yes. And, you know, so that's why it's so important that the Bible over and over and over again tells us to pray for discernment too, so that we may know what his will is. Because, you know, I know that Mm -hmm. I have prayed on uh, in times where I was like, oh, God, should I move forward with this? And, you know, um, my team was like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, I'm not feeling it. You know, I I can't do it. I won't do it. And, you know, and therefore then I have But that was your discernment. That was my discernment. And so I took a step back. Not, you know, that they failed, but it never turned out quite the way they wanted. Right. Because I think they ran ahead a lot sometimes with what they were doing. And it kind of just, even though it wasn't a, a total failure it wasn't yeah. a total success it wasn't what it could have been if they had and it really never it. is because god says that um there is some success that we can gain mm-hmm. from our own efforts mm-hmm. i mean of that's course. evident in the world we can look right. around and see that it's like with hanging the garland you know? yes the, the, bo- the bottom line was what jennifer it was to allow god to lead it, the bottom said, line, you know, you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can. And the story for those of you who haven't heard the Garland story, the story is that in November, I started decorating early for Christmas in 2019 because my father-in-law died and the house was sad. So I started decorating early. I started hanging up this garland over like this three panel sliding glass door and it was really big and I couldn't get it up. And so I was fighting with this garland for like 45 minutes. I got a halfway up. The other half's hanging down. I'm coughing and hacking. I leave it that way for three days. So I wake up really early. I go back out and I'm looking at this garland. And I know that's not the first thing I'm going to do in the morning when I wake up. But I'm looking at this garland and Holy Spirit prompts me to take it down. So I take it down. I'm looking at it on the floor because I'm like fighting with God. Because I'm like, it took me 45 minutes to get that up there. You know, three days ago. And so, no, I took it down and he prompts me to start taking apart this garland. So I start taking it apart. And then he, he actually walks me through the process of hanging up the scarlet pit piece by piece. And mm. at the end of it, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, it's perfect, I love it. Thank you, God, you care about my garland. And he said, well, really, I just wanted you to know that, not in every word for word, but I just wanted you to know that you can do life without me. You will struggle, yeah. be full of strife. That's true. It's probably not going to turn out exactly the way you want it to turn out. Mm. But if you do life with me, You'll get the glory. You'll get the victory, and I'll get the glory. Amen. Yeah. And that, Amen. and that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Yeah. You got to, you got to choose. Know, yeah. You, you, you have to choose. And have you that discernment. Allow him to. Lead. And I, I think it, you know, talking about Ruth, I think, it, I think that that's the perfect analogy. Be careful where you glean from. Mm-hmm. So oh, you know, if you're, uh, you, you know, some people could be hanging with the wrong person trying to help them, and then, you know, end up gleaning from their field. Accidentally, yeah, you know, and then they have to go through all this thing, yeah, you know, to to get to get right to so, get back on track. It's so true. But, um, so if we're identifying the why, what would yeah. you ladies say is like the identifiers? I know I heard a couple of you say um, one was um, um, trying to please people, people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Say yes person, yes person, yes yeah, person. people pleasing. Yeah. What, what's something people else that you can think of mm-hmm. that? Maybe is a why we do we enable people. We want to be accepted. We want to be accepted. That's true. Yeah. I I think honestly we don't have clear mm. boundaries. Right. Mm. 
and we need to identify what our clear boundaries are and what they aren't. So if we've decided uh, to allow people to glean from our field, there has to be, we have to know how far we're willing yes. to go. So we if decide. our Ruth in this case, uh, if we're dropping extras and Ruth happens to say, oh, I want those too, we can say, we be okay with it. that's not something oh. that, that, that's not yours. Yeah. I, these, I've got these for you. But that's, but that's off that's someone else's portion. Yeah, that yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that part isn't for you. We have to learn to be comfortable with what our boundaries are because mm -hmm. children, men, people will push the boundaries. It's very natural. Very natural. So we have to to have mm -hmm. those. And yep. then just going back to what you were saying, yes. Yes, I actually have so a true. chapter on enabling and, and what to do and what not to do. But I do say that the only person we're allowed mm -hmm. to enable in our life is the Holy Spirit. Oh, I love that. Enable the Holy Spirit in our lives. Enable the yes. Holy Spirit. He's Absolutely. the only one who has yeah. the privileges right. of and being enabled to yes. do whatever he wants to. It's your way, Yahweh, or nothing at all. Yes. Um, and to the... Oh, I love that. Your way, Yahweh, or nothing at all. That's just something I say every day. I love that. No t-shirt. I can... T-shirt, I know. Your I way, Yahweh. I can tell she's wanting to write it down. She's like, oh, that's another t-shirt. Oh, that this is good stuff, you guys. I'm not kidding. Yeah, she's oh, not kidding. Oh, this is so good. Kidding, no, oh, my goodness. She's not kidding. The Bible's very clear that we do not... Um, fight against flesh and blood but yeah. only powers and principalities but I will say that the only flesh we do deal with is ours it's our own so yeah. every day it's about our this own it's really about us, us. it's always it's what you were saying with yeah. the mirror who's yeah. in the mirror I am I and am. I am the only one who um God can work on me I may be praying for someone uh for Ruth not to be so grabby when I'm trying to help her or yeah. you know uh, I, I may be praying for someone else but I can really only in the end be responsible for you right and so I and need yet, to know you, and we are responsible are. when we allow people in that place in our life mm -hmm. where we're enabling them to use us mm -hmm. so so what so how is it that we can break that habit I believe that number one, we can say no, which is something that you ladies touched on. Like, just learn our limits. And the other thing was, we can say no. And to, number two, to learn our limits, to learn create our boundaries. boundaries, which is what but we were I just think the, about. I think the most important way, and I, I can speak from experience, is when I began to pray. Yeah, I would ask God about every situation I was well, going into. Learn what it is, because yeah. I realized at that point I was becoming I was a yes person. Yeah, I was a yes girl, and I wanted to, and and you know mm -hmm. I I did want to be accepted, yeah. and I did want to be, I, I wanted to be part of yeah. what every everything. I wanted to be part of everything, but there there were I had limits. I had yeah. boundaries. Yeah. I had to know what my boundaries were and what I was actually really good at. But and it if took I learning was going, it, right? and it took learning it, and you know, and then people speaking into my life. Yeah, saying, it's okay to say no. Yeah, it's okay to have that boundary. It's okay to just you know do what you know you're capable yeah. of doing. Yeah, and be and it's not a bad thing when he's like I just don't know how to do that. It's just like with Jennifer, she does all the techie stuff. And you know, you asked me to take stuff. I'd be like, no, I, I just don't. I don't got do a field it. in that area. I, I don't. I just don't. I'm not comfortable doing it. I don't like doing it. And so, therefore, no. And um, but I think that whatever event or opportunity that we see, we need to we need to pray and ask God for discernment. Yeah. Yeah. We need to ask Him. You know, is this something that you want? And it's to okay do? to probably slap okay. and ask why. Yeah. Like, and God, yeah. why am I feeling this way? Why, why am I, am I hurt? Way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you'll get a red flag in your spirit. Yeah. I mean, if you are, yeah. 
you know, listening to God. And, you know, um, and, you know. And be prepared for the answer. And be prepared for the answer. Because, because sometimes, sometimes the answer not, is no. And sometimes it's silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes and it's a revelation. It is it is the gift of repentance that we didn't even know we needed. Yeah. And there and there goes right. that mirror that's so hard to look at. And so, mm-hmm. Teresa, if you were going to wrap up or if you would say, like, the most important. I know Kim gave her most important, which I think is really good. Definitely pray and ask for revelation. But, Teresa, if you were going to wrap up kind of what we're talking about here today, what what do you think is a key that you would like to leave with the audience today? Um, I, that's a really good question. I think the key that I would like to leave um, y'all with is we are not helping when we enable another person. Yeah. Um, we need to let people do what they can do, what they're able to do, how they're able to do for themselves. It is not beneficial to them. I really what was on my heart um, was the ten virgins in the Bible. Those who were, there was ten virgins in the Bible and they were, um, the bridegroom was coming and they knew it and they were to prepare. Well, five were called wise and they had prepared, they had enough oil in their lamps. This oil really represents faith. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So there were five that the Bible straight calls foolish. It was Jesus who called them foolish. Can you imagine? It's his parable. Yeah. Um, But he said they were foolish and they were not prepared and they did not have enough oil. So in the end, when they hear, they fell asleep. They're all tired. Everybody fell asleep. It was after midnight when they got the sound that the bridegroom was coming, and they they got up and, you know, lit the oil, the lamps, the ones who had them. The ones who didn't said, let me have some of your oil. Well, none of them would have made it, but they didn't. And in the Bible, it says they returned. They told them to go to the merchant and get your own oil. And at first, again, that sounds kind of harsh. Like, they just told them to go away. They were not helping them. Yeah. But the scripture really is in context about would, faith. Yeah, and it would not have been good for them to give the oil because they wouldn't have honored Christ the same way for those who took the time to collect the oil. And what right. is that oil really in our life? Isn't it time with him? It's that faith is is that indicative 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 of yeah, time with him. Of that <laughs> that rate, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, I guess that thing I was trying to bring home is that I can't give someone else my faith. Yeah, They have to go and get their own. Yes. And if we think about um, not being mean, and it's not hard to say no, it's it's not harsh, it's not rude, it's yeah. not wrong yeah. to not yeah. enable someone, it's actually better to do the hard work of letting them get it for themselves. Yes. Because we can't, we can't push yes. them into the oh, kingdom. No. We can just put that banquet out and let them choose. Yeah, and they can seek for themselves, yeah. you so know, having that relationship a, with him. A one, two, three step, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. What would your advice be to our viewers? Yours. One, two, three step. Um, about how not to enable? Mm-hmm. Just in, in okay. our conversation as a total. The question was, why do we allow people to enable? Why do we yeah. allow people? Why do we enable people to use us and then get mad at them when they do? Okay, I think we've answered the why in the, in our conversation. And so once you recognize the why, why now the veil has been lifted, it's been removed from your eyes, you're no longer, it's no longer in darkness. So what are three steps do you think that people could use and really apply to their life to overcome that mentality? Because now they've gotten into a lifestyle okay. of it. To not fall back into it again? Yes. I think number one is remember, um, you're not helping them see things for themselves. And there's going to come a time when we're not here. Yeah. And we really, if we're really wanting to promote people and help people, we really want them to be able to be self-sufficient. Yes. In their faith, in their walk, in their talents, in their wishes, hopes, and dreams, in yes. their visions. Yeah. We want them to go forward. Yeah. So we need to give them a break by, um, you know, doing the hard work, um, doing the hard, having the hard word 
uh, and not doing the hard work for them. Right, yeah. Right? Um, to remember that everybody has something to bring to the table. Yes. And we have to find out what, what that it is. is and encourage her. Yes. Encourage her. What is that? It may not look like it looks like on me or on you. Yeah. But just, you know, so. Recognizing your recognize own talents and gifts. The own talents and gifts. And the third one, um, I think it would, just what you were, we were all saying, you know, look in that mirror. Yes. And do, do what only you can do yes. and allow the Holy Spirit to do what only oh, he can do. so good. When we look at people, just remember that. I will do my part, but only God can do his part. And oh, only, I love that. If it's so, not, what is this? If it's so. not... Your uh, way, your way, Yahweh. Nothing at all. Then nothing at all. So, I love that. And I so can say, pray first. Don't enable the person. Don't do the work mm. for them. You know, line up beside them, yeah. but don't do the work for them. That's good. Yes. And then um, recognizing that. Rec mirror. Help them to recognize their talents. Yeah. And you know, and then proceed with them from there. Yeah. So and that mirror to be able to examine I think yourself. as long as we always yeah. do God first and say, okay, you know, I'm in this situation because we all know when we're over our head. Yeah. We know it. We all know that when we're over our head. So when it comes to doing the will of God, I think the most important thing is to pray first. And then, like you said, line up beside them. Don't do the work for them. Don't allow them to enable yeah. us. Because mm -hmm. So when we're not doing the work for them, we're not allowing them to enable yeah. us. Right. And then, you know, helping them focus on their talents and, and then say, okay, and how can, what is your idea about this? And, but and not then only let's that, line up also, beside you and we'll run with your idea. Yeah, but knowing your limits. Yeah. You have to yeah, know girl. your own limits exactly. and yeah, what no. areas you're going to allow people to glean from in your field. Exactly. What's available that's for good. others? That's like good. identify. That's boundaries. That's boundaries. That's boundaries. Okay. Right. So I think we're gonna wrap this up. It's yeah. so good. So, so um so we want you guys to sub like, subscribe, and follow. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is going to be going up on our YouTube channel. And so subscribe to our yeah. YouTube channel. We're looking for a 1,000 subscribers. That Just way we can go live on YouTube, which really helps Two Girls in a Bible uh, move forward. Absolutely. Exactly. And so, so we want you to like, follow, comment, share our video. Yeah. And just remember this thing. It's the most important thing that Two Girls says, and that is... You, you will, will always, always have, have a friend, friend with, with two, two girls, girls and a Bible. Bible. We'll see you later. Bye, you guys.